Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back here on Rutherford Issues, and we're coming to you from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks online at willowwindow.pro. Let me do a little uh, self-serving announcement here. Uh, My daughter left this under my door this morning. Uh, She is uh, part of the Siegel High School Choir, and Donut Country is uh, actually having a spirit night for the Siegel High School Choir this evening. And uh, if you go to Donut Country on Memorial Boulevard between 2.30 and 8.30 today, you will receive uh, some great donuts, and the choir will receive 10% of all sales between 2.30 and 8.30 this evening. So support the Siegel High School Choir. I'd have been in trouble, Mike Sparks, had I not gotten that in. So you're going to pull that over? You know how to use that thing yeah. there? <laughs> I thought you had some more news to talk about. No, that that's that's it. I had to get that in real quick. All so right. what's going on with you? Hey, nothing much. Just um, trying to pass a few bills and get some things done. Um, and Pettis Reed, County yeah. Commissioner, is in here with us. Pull that mic up close to you there, Pettis. And um, how are things going on with Rutherford County government? Rutherford County government is moving right along. We are staying busy. In fact, uh, this is probably one of our busy times of the year. We're right in the middle of working on our budget. We're getting ready to try to get that taken care of and work towards June to come up with a final. Yeah, that's there's countless hours of work that goes on to make sure that happens by june isn't it it is we uh, in fact when you finish uh one budget you start on the other <laughs> yeah. that's just about the way it works you uh, uh you know it's sort of like you know when christmas is over you start thinking what you want next christmas and uh that's about the way the county works well, um, Mike, a, a few thoughts. I, I know you had a, a reason and a purpose uh, to have oh, with Pettis? Commissioner Reed. I gave him a great notice, didn't I? Tell <laughs> him how much notice I gave you. Let's see. What time was that you uh, – he was just lucky, you know, that uh, me and Ranger wasn't in the back part of the, the <laughs> yeah. back 40 doing something this morning. It hadn't been raining. We would have. Yeah, I think it was at 8, 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, Getting yeah. great, great notice to be here. Well, nothing like planning, you know. It's not like well, we don't no. have these on. Well, I just, I, you know, I get so much going on and so much is happening right now. It's like you were talking about this. This right, this is our busiest week. Last week was our, also our busiest week. I'm on finance. It was the first time I've been on finance, and man, we have long meetings dealing with the budget, which it's it's great to be on finance, you know. But but it's been super busy. So I just I told my wife last night. I said, man, I really didn't line anything up for for Brian. I said I have to come up with something real quick. So you thought about that last night, and <laughs> yeah, I've just been busy, man. I'm sorry. We we've just trying to pass bills and kill kill bad bills. I think he needs to tell us about the uh, Amazing Grace. Oh yeah, bill. I think that's just that. very important. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the one thing I like about this guy, you know, I'm sure everybody in Rutherford County knows Pettis Reed. You know, Pettis is. Uh, I think me and you agree on most things. I hadn't found anything we disagree on. We could, I guess, we can find something on the air here and get an argument but um no we passed amazing grace making the official state hymn of the state of tennessee um uh, senator i want to thank senator uh akbar she's african-american out of memphis that carried it but but that story is a powerful story if a lot of folks don't know their they need to know their history you know amazing grace um was written by john newton a slave ship captain who who had a story of redemption kind of i guess you could say struck stroke a deal with the lord and just said look if you'll save me you know i'll turn my life around and wrote that that hymn and that hymn has inspired and touched countless lives from paupers to presidents sung on the trail of tears and uh mtsu center for popular music dr gregory reesh and dr steve 
uh, Sheeran had helped me. Um, they recommended me getting a book um, by a guy named Steve Turner, who wrote uh, wrote a book, Amazing Grace, and um, and he used to write for Rolling Stone magazine. So I got the book, opened up, and I was really kind of really surprised there's a quote by Bono you know of you two and it, and he talked about Steve Turner being uh, seeing the miracles in the mundane and seeing uh, joy that can come from despair and uh, so I immediately get on on YouTube and Google YouTube and uh, Amazing Grace and I call it confirmation because Bono was singing Amazing Grace in Nashville on, on the guitar and if anyone wants to go to YouTube type in Bono Amazing Grace and um, you'll see him playing playing it but I didn't realize that they're you know that's an I they, they're from Ireland, and they were, I guess, uh, uh, you know, a youth um, uh, music group. I mean, like a Christian music group, done like Christian music back in the day. So we passed it. I only had one person vote no, and uh, that's just the way it is sometimes. But I'm just glad I got, uh, I got, you know, 90 yes votes, only one no vote. But I even had the the sponsors that uh, sign on that were upset about Nathan Bedford they signed on the legislation with me. But it mentions a slave ship captain, tells the story. So we passed it. Now, is it going to be earth-shattering legislation? Probably not, but I'm going to tell you the state of this country, if we don't get back to some basics, and I said this on the House floor with this debt that we have, what we're leaving our great-grandchildren and our children, it's really sad. But, but thank you for bringing that up, Commissioner. Um, you know, with, with the two of you both here, I, I, I think the um – the work at the Capitol on the um, sales tax exemption for gun safes and gun safety devices and things of that nature. Uh, of course, Pettis, with you being on, on public safety and, uh, and all, so maybe we can kind of delve into that uh, a little bit as well because um, it's, it's definitely something that um, obviously the state has decided is Well, they hadn't voted needed. for it yet. Um, I had the presentation last week in a – there's another station that plays uh, this guy's commercial. We need to get him on here one day, okay? Uh, Mark Brasfield with the with the safe house. People may may hear his commercial a little bit. He came up and testified, and um, he knows that issue. So, uh, but the fiscal note on this, they've tried to pass it for the past several years, and the fiscal note is like three hundred twenty-five thousand, uh, and it would take sales tax off gun safes and gun safety devices. But we've narrowed it down for a um, sales tax holiday. And I'm hoping the governor will fund it in his budget. Um, so y'all keep it in your prayers. I think it's a smart thing to do. And I know this guy's passionate about uh, safety and he's passionate about the Second Amendment as well. Um, this this would basically give you a sales tax holiday in terms to, to buy safety devices. Yeah, for it cuts sales tax off. And, and the gotcha. cool thing about this, from my research, there's no other state that does this except for maybe – Maine and and Connecticut and those states up up north and I may be wrong on Maine it may be Delaware and some others but I'd say and this is what I've told the the committee and and even the governor's office you think about it if we positioned ourselves as as the state we have eight states that surround us and we're the go-to say go go to state for for gun safes and gun safety devices look at the population people would come in and buy that and then they're going to shop they're going to maybe stay at our state parks so the fiscal note has got narrowed down to ninety six thousand with the sales tax holiday, but I, I'd argue that there's a there's a sales tax uptick with revenue of people coming in from outside the state, um, coming in coming in our state to, to purchase these mm-hmm. devices. Well, obviously, Pettis, it's Im- it's important if if 
you're going to have guns to make sure that they're safe. For sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, as far as a gun safe is concerned, I think that is vital in a home, especially if you're going to have that, uh, especially with your handguns. Um, you know, I, I have one that uh, uh, I'll just tell you, it stays on my nightstand. That, that gun safe stays right there. And uh, at night, of course, I live by, by myself, but I open that gun safe. The gun is available to me at night, but in the morning I get up. It's become a routine. I lock it back because I have grandchildren that I don't know when they might show up or what. Uh, it has a code that only I know to get in and out of that. And I think if more homes had that, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of homes don't have gun safes. And they depend on that being up on a top shelf or they depend that to be somewhere else. That's not what we're, that's not the way to do it. Uh, Because uh, I was a child once. It was many, many years ago. But I I know the curiosity that's involved there and what you've got. So uh, I think if this makes it simpler for people to come up with the gun safes, if it comes up with a way that they're more protective of uh, those devices, uh, I think that's the way it is because, um, you know, uh, I just know for myself, I was thinking the other morning, I, I had my daughter and my grandson to show up at my house unexpectedly, and I was sitting there talking, and I happened to think I missed him, and I happened to think that I did lock that safe back this morning. And I went in there, and it was locked back because I just have made it a habit uh, of my routine that in the mornings I get up, it's locked. Mm-hmm. At night, I open it at night, and uh, in the mornings, I lock it back. That's just habit. That's just what I do. And I think that's uh, something that's important. You know, I am on public safety, and I think safety is something that uh, is, is very vital in everything that we do. Uh, we did uh, push for the Second Amendment sanctuary here in Rutherford County back last uh, January and February uh, uh, as far as that goes and the importance of what it means on our Second Amendment. Um, you know, a lot of the, the Constitution right now, I think, uh, does get stepped upon uh, in this country. Yep. And uh, that, was, that was very important in, in what we have to do and, and where we go from there. It's important that we understand how it operates and, and how it works. But uh, I appreciate the uh, representative here going forward with that and and working on those different items there. The state legislature, they are pushed in a situation where each year they're hurried at what they've got to do and how they got to do it. Um, they are on a time schedule. Um, we catch ourselves at the county commission. We don't have that situation uh, continually uh, like they are. And um, I think they... Uh, uh, you know, for the schedule that they have there, I don't see how they do it. I've had people to ask me, said, don't you want to go to Nashville? And I always say, why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, you know, uh, I didn't get to be 72 by pushing myself in there. But I did spend some time at the state legislature. I was in the uh, the Capitol Hill Press Corps for a while down there. I was a member of that. and uh, But mine was fun. Was you up there with John Bragg? Yeah, I was, was around. Around. Were you really? I was down there for some. I was in there How for a lot of. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 72. <laughs> okay, I'm 72, <laughs> and uh, but I, I got to be down there for a lot of those uh, John Wilder and all that crowd down oh. there, and uh, 
uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of characters. Um, Drew Smith was one of the reporters. I don't know if you were, you don't remember Drew Smith. Drew Smith was a character. Yeah, she uh, in the media. The, the press room's actually named after her uh-huh. down, down there. Yeah, I don't and, like the press. Well, of course you don't. But uh, they, uh, when I was at Tennessee Radio Network, I, yep. I went down. That wasn't my normal beat, but if someone was off, I had to go down to the Capitol a couple of times, and there was a room where we could file our stories and things like that. So, yeah. Are you going to talk about what I put in front of you, or are you scared to? No, I, I'm not scared to do that. Um, did we want to say anything about the uh, uh permitless carry or whatnot well, it, is, it, is it that passed it passed last week permitless carry you know and, and it's amid a little you know it's always controversy anytime you deal with with gun issues um i voted for it uh, the majority of my colleagues voted for it there was only a few that voted no um but uh, uh i think it's the right thing to do and i think um our founding fathers and and Commissioner Reed's father, my father, would be proud of the legislation. And, well, um, I, I, you know, as Pettis and I were in studio listening to the news, and you know, the, the President Biden today is is looking at executive orders and gun control and things of that nature. So there's always a struggle around that issue. Yes. Isn't it? Well, that when and when you hear that, there's a lot of fear that gets created. So that causes a little bit more pushback on on our on our side i think to uh to make sure that we're standing firm with with states rights and and valuing our constitution i mean just just a little while ago we voted for the uh, it's a the term limits um to move towards ask congress to impose term limits with the uh constitutional convention now that got obviously controversial it only passed by 53 53 votes for it and i voted for it and like i said on the house floor you know i often think about my world war ii great depression era father He'd be rolling over in his grave if he knew the state of this country where it is today with the national debt. I mean, the college debt. And like I've said, I don't even see anybody do anything about it. I mean, I just, I don't, I've never had a lobbyist come in the office or no group that, well, I mean, there's a few conservative groups that do care about this, but it's sad where things are, where things are going. My dad, I remember he didn't talk to me for not for three months because I bought a house, oh, no money out of pocket. And, um, and bought a used Mercedes with 140000 He didn't, he even talked to me three months. I think he was mad that I was trying to keep up with the Reeds or something, or the Barretts. You, know <laughs> you didn't keep up with the Reeds with a Mercedes, <laughs> I can tell you that. We were still in a DeSoto. Really? Oh, man, really? You had a DeSoto? Wow. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, um, let's see. Uh, th- there was something that what, what you mentioned there and term limits and all and, and Pettis when you said, why would I want to go to Nashville? I, I think that's part of it, too. We don't have um, – the, the atmosphere doesn't seem to be out there where people are encouraged to uh, give of their time to run for a political office. And it takes – you know, when you get to the, the state and the national level especially, it takes so much money to do that. It's almost out of reach for a lot of people. And I, I don't know. That that seems to be part of what's broken. I think you're, I think you're totally right there. You know, I grew up uh, on a farm out here at Rockvale, and I grew up in 4-H and FFA. And in those two organizations right there, you you go through uh, being taught the parliamentary procedure. You go through uh, election of officers and this sort of thing. And at, a, at an early age, uh, I sort of followed the direction of, of a president that I thought was something else. And that was John F. Kennedy. 
uh, he I, I would get home from school and watch his press conferences. Now, how many children do you know come home and watch a president this day and time? Right. But but Kennedy could hold anybody's spellbound in the way he what he talked and the way he carried those things on. Regardless of I, your political, political persuasion. Yeah, yeah, that had nothing to do with it. It uh-huh. was just the way that he carried it on. And I can remember in 4-H, there wasn't a 4-H speech that wasn't given that somebody didn't try to follow his mannerisms. They didn't try to, they tried to follow everything he did to speak because they thought that's the way you did it. And at that time, you thought, boy, this is something I want to do. I want to get into going in and being a leader of something of that type. And I thought at that time, I said, hey, yeah, that, that's what I want to do. So as I went about in 4-H, I wanted to be a state officer, and I did. I made it as a vice president of the state 4-H Congress and this sort of thing. But as I went forward, I went into Farm Bureau, and the Farm Bureau is a nonpartisan organization, and it gave me the opportunity to associate not with just the Mike Sparks of the state, but he gave me with all parties and everybody involved in it, and we worked with them all. So for 44 years, I worked with the legislative issues and the issues affecting farmers, and I saw them all. So uh, I, I thought that was something I wanted to do and, and be in that direction. So when I retired, I ran for county commission, and uh, that's it. But but as I have grown older and, and got into these things and seen what else is involved, just like you said there, the cost. Uh, it, it's tremendous cost, and the way it operates and the way it goes, I think it does turn people the other way in, in how we do that and what it is. County commission now is not what it, uh, to run for a county commission office, it's not cheap anymore. Right. Uh, it, it costs to do that, too. And if you get into a close race in the county commission, um, it becomes expensive uh, to do that. So... I think we've lost uh, some of that direction in what we want to do. Uh, as we were mentioning a while ago, the characters that we can remember from the state legislature, uh, I can remember I can remember governors from all the way back to Buford Ellington to today. And being in the communications part of Farm Bureau, in the media part, I got to associate and talk to them and, and do this sort of thing. And I was just amazed with each and every one of them and the way that they performed their duties and how they did it. Um, I, I just I just think somewhere down the line we have lost some of this. There are some great leaders out here in Rutherford County that I wish we could get to want to run for an office. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're there. I'd always heard... Um Someone was someone was bragging on John Bragg, no no pun intended, but and they was they was telling me it may have been Mayor Kitchen. Somebody was telling me that they said, Man, that guy yielded a lot of influence up there, uh John Bragg did. I mean, they were saying he had about as much influence as the Speaker of the House did. Was he he chaired the budget committee. Yeah, I, I can remember but I can remember as like I said, it's a four H or whatever, whenever John Bragg would show up or whatever, you wanted to go and listen to him talk too. Mm-hmm. I mean John Bragg was just he was so much to Rutherford County. 
And, I, and when you were talking about that and, and, and the money that's part of it, it just popped into my mind this, this last election and, and all the previous elections, Bill Shacklett, you know, Bill didn't spend a dime, right. you know, to, to, to run. Yeah. But that, that is very abnormal uh, because I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. I really just think the money is is part of it. Well, you know. Well, I, I'm just that's what I mentioned on the, the term limit. Somebody just texted me about it just now, and I just said, you know, people go to Congress, or you know, especially years ago, probably they're worth fifty thousand, hundred thousand, maybe, maybe quarter million. They come out worth millions of dollars. How is that so? You know, why does that exist? And our founding fathers didn't intend for folks to be up for 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Um, now there's there is. Some folks, a lot of my members, surprisingly, spoke in against the bill, and they said, well, the bureaucracy, man, the bureaucracy's already entrenched. Hell, if people think that we, we sometimes I don't even think we really run the legislature. I think it's the bureaucrats and the lobbyists, and I'm just being honest. Some, some people will be mad at me for saying that, but the if you do have some turnover, uh, it, it keep, I think it keeps people more involved in the community because when's the last time and i'm not naming no names they're not in office now but i told a guy that you know i said man i've never seen you in my community and he's a powerful guy he, i don't say his name he's very old if you know who i'm talking about senior and they had him come visit the hangar in smyrna uh mike and jeff hollingshead bought that hangar um he come in and spoke and there are a lot of protesters outside and i said sir those are my people out there those are my people that's protesting you the, the only reason i was there is because uh because of a lady who invited me as chief of staff but but he kind of knew what i was getting at um I just said, I've never seen you in my community. I've been around politics at the time, I think, 13 years. I've never seen Rutherford County. Uh, but he kind of sucked. This guy was smart, though. You, you know what I'm talking about. He, I started talking about Nissan when I was born at Seward Air Force Base. Man, that joker, he, he had some political skills because he, like, turned me around, I mean, mentally, and started talking about Nissan when Nissan came in. He was there, and, you know, I used to work at Nissan, so I'm a big history fan. But he treated me really good, and I had a lot of respect for him. But, man, when you're at the Senate level in Congress, you need to be at the grocery store. You need to be at the post office. You know, and you shouldn't be afraid of that and, and not stay in D.C. Now, I think ours do a good job, full disclosure, Scott Dejolet, Lam, uh Bill Haggerty, Marsha Blackburn. They've all been in our district. You know, they've, they've been here. They've been in Smyrna. I think um, I think they're going to come visit the the new the TCAT that we built a few years ago here next few months. Well, we're about out of time. I, I, I did want to say uh, thanks for the work on the resolution. Uh, commending. You want to talk about how you got so mad about that last year? Well, it, this is not the one that I got mad about. It. It's the one who, well, anyway. I was just we'll co-sponsor on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> sure were. Uh, but this uh, commending and, and thanking local TV and radio broadcasters. Um, you know, 2020 has been a, a difficult year for, for everybody and and especially in the uh, the realm of media and all and but the work still continued so. well the, the media as as Pettis knows um uh you know the, the media has a responsibility to to really be a conduit for good news and solutions but sadly i see i see a lot of fake news there is fake news i mean and, and all they do and let, not y'all not wgns not 1510 not the Mercer post but there's others uh, the, uh, the the pulse has been good too it's divide. They want to create a race problem, race war, and they it, and it's clickbait. And it shouldn't be about clickbait. It shouldn't be about the ad revenue and oh that that article really got a lot of attention right there. No, talk about addiction. Talk about our jail. Talk about criminal justice reform. Talk about infrastructure. You know, talk about gun safety. 
Talk about those issues. And WGNS, y- y'all do that. Well, we try. So you, you're not going to be mad at me anymore? We try to put that stuff out there. Y'all well, do a good job. Well, you know, uh, with anything. All right, so you, you've got media groups. And just to be, you know, piled into the whole thing, it's like when you talk about all state lawmakers or all you know politicians yeah they're not all the same no. you know and that that's that was kind of the feeling behind well that i know but so. you forgive me right uh we'll see if this gets passed uh. <laughs> well i'm getting co-sponsors on it because hey that that right there will may be controversial believe it or not really because there's still some people get upset with the media I, i'm one of them but i'm i'm presenting it so hopefully no one's gonna be upset i, I want to mention just before you get away from here you, you, we, we've mentioned uh john bragg yeah but I want to mention John Hood. Yeah. Now John Hood was more of my time than than uh, than John Bragg was. But I, but John, uh, he meant so much to Rutherford County too. Yeah. How's I mean, he doing? I hadn't I hadn't seen him. Uh, months. Just had a birthday, uh, ninety, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, real? Okay. Yeah. He's been trying to you know, stay away from crowds and things that type. But but John uh, done an excellent job down there. He. Uh, uh, he, he was he was one of the the great ones too. Yeah, he's always treated me good. Kent Coleman treated me good as my yeah. predecessor. We we've had we've had an opportunity in Rutherford County to have the best. Yeah, and I, I and my my colleagues up there in the county commission get tired of me hearing uh, hearing me say that I I keep saying I want Rutherford County to continue on as so goes Rutherford so goes the state of Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. There's a lot of truth to that. Well, I appreciate you both being here today, and um, it's it's been fun. We'll have to do it again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Pettis. Uh, Pettis Reed joining us along with State Representative Mike Sparks here on the program today. Thank you for being a part of it as well. We encourage you to uh, head to WGNSRadio.com for more information. Since 1981, Willow Windows been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro. 